Financial decisions. You face them at every turn. Do you ever feel lost? Do you ever feel like you might be missing something or making a mistake? Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner at Step Right Capital Planning. Hello. We've got a great show planned with my guest Tamara Locke, representing the Grand River Film Festival, and producer, actor, and more, Priya Rayo. And we're going to discuss the state of Canadian filmmaking and what it means to you. Films and documentaries are incredible tools for communication and change. We're going to discuss the contribution of the film industry and also the challenges that it's facing and what's happening in Canada to promote the industry, etc. So that's going to be really fun. My guest, Tamara Locks, at heart, Tamara is an arts and culture advocate for her community and by profession, the principal owner of DAB, Developing Arts and Business. DAB provides business development and project management services for both artists and creative groups. With over 20 years working in municipal and not-for-profit sectors, Tamara's impact is best seen in the cultivation of dynamic community partnerships and the development of creative programming and special events. Liaising with a multitude of arts and cultural organizations across Waterloo Region, her recent work is focused with the Grand River Film Festival and the Cambridge Symphony Orchestra. Priya Rayo has over 15 years' experience in various areas of the Canadian film and TV industry. She's a Toronto-based actor-producer. She produced and starred in the comedic short Raju's Blind Date, which was adapted as a series of radio plays for CBC Radio. In 2004, Priya was awarded the prestigious OMDC Al Waxman Calling Card Grant, she has produced and starred in the crowd-funded short film Best Priya and had a four-episode stint on the new series Orphan Black, airing on Space Channel in spring 2013. Her feature film, Kush Kush in the Bush, is a romantic comedy being directed by Richie Mehta. As head of content at the Banff World Television Festival, She's conceptualized and programmed a schedule of panels and workshops focusing on television and digital media. In addition to her role overseeing the logistics and execution of the film of the festival overall, Priya was integral in the creation and launch of Can West Showrunner Training Program and the Telefilm TV 360 program and brought top-tier US agents out to Banff for the first time in 2009. Prior to joining Banff, she spent three years with the Canadian Film Centre's Worldwide Short Film Festival, programming the short film's Big Ideas Symposium, and was Director of Programming for Toronto's Rendezvous with Madness Film Festival. She has also programmed and produced Primetime in Ottawa, Real Screen Conference and Playback Summit. Welcome, Tamara. Thank you. And welcome, Bria. Hi, thanks for having me. That's wonderful. We'll turn to Priya and we'll get into this discussion. And Tamara, please feel free to take part in the discussion as well. Priya, tell me a little bit about the Trailblazer Award and the Real World Film Festival for promoting diversity on screen. What was that about? Well, every year they select people who are actively working in 
film and making great contributions. It's a great honor to be chosen by that jury and just the groups of peers that select you as well as the group of peers that are also winners of the award every year. We have some fantastic people, Jennifer Podemski, just names that you would recognize if you're in the film industry, if you watch Canadian films. It's a real honor, as I say, to be amongst that group of people who are selected every year. And Tanya Lee Williams, famous from YNR, playing Dr. Olivia on YNR. She's the founder of that festival, so she herself is an hmm. incredible trailblazer. That's great. And I see in some of your information this first weekend club. What is the first weekend club? The first weekend club is an organization that was established, created by Anita Adams out in Vancouver. She really saw the need for an organization that would support and promote Canadian films to Canadian audiences because that's really what the film industry here is lacking. It's not the creativity. It's not the fantastic storytelling. We have all of that. It's the audiences and getting them out to the theaters. Being part of that theater experience is still something I think most of us really enjoy, enjoying a film with friends and strangers and finding that you laugh at the same things or different things. That experience is something that brings us together as audiences. But the first weekend specifically is crucial to a film's success here in Canada because it is what will guarantee or not your film being in the theater for a second, third, and consecutive weeks. So we really try to push people to get out for that all-important first weekend. And uh, we do that through social media, through email lists with our membership, through our united front with organizations across Canada. We really just try to get people out, see those films on the first weekend, make sure that our films staying in theaters longer than just one week, because we're mm-hmm. not just about Hollywood blockbusters here in Canada. We are making some amazing films, and we should go out and support our own films. Yes, for sure. We've come up to time to take a break, so we will do that, and we'll hear more about this when we come back, Priya. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner, entrepreneur, educator, and radio show host with a vision of a future where families, neighborhoods, communities, and whole societies support each other where each of us lives up to our own potential so we can help others in a substantial way, where giving back is something we all practice, whether of our time, our expertise, or our finances. You can reach Lynn with your comments or questions at 519-448-3477 or by email at lynn at stepright.ca. That's 519-448-3477 or by email at lynn at stepright.ca. Welcome back to Step Right with Lynn. I'm your host, Lynn Wedham. Today, the subject is the state of Canadian filmmaking, and my guests are Priya Rayo, actor, director, and more, and Tamara Locks, representing the Grand River Film Festival. So, Priya, you've just begun, I think, to kind of touch on the challenges facing the film industry and the first weekend club being a way of of addressing some of those. So, What are some of the challenges that are facing the film industry? Well, of course, being here in Canada, we don't have a studio system, so money is always the number one challenge. I would say that's also the opportunity with technology these days. You really don't need access to a lot of money for making Mm -hmm. your first film and breaking out into the industry. So it's a double-edged sword. We have some fantastic filmmakers who are able to do very great movies with very little money. So it's, mm. uh, it's really exciting to see Ingrid Veninger is well known for her ability to do so much on so little. 
So that is the primary challenge, I think, is money. However, audiences are another challenge, and that is, again, the reason for First Weekend Club being established. And what we're constantly fighting for is just encouraging people to come out and see more and more Canadian films. One of the things that you're talking about is investment, Mm -hmm. that sometimes it's a challenge to find the money to invest in the films. And the other thing that the challenge is the audiences, but everybody can help with that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we might not all be able to finance a film, but we can all show up and uh, take part in being audience to support these films. Definitely. And I think people will be surprised if they haven't seen a Canadian film in a long time, if they cannot name the last Canadian film that they've seen. I think they'll be really surprised by what's happening in the Canadian industry. We have amazing comedies, documentaries, features. We've been nominated for Best Foreign Film at the Oscars several times. We have so many films and filmmakers to be proud of. And you can see just at the Grand River Film Festival, there are amazing films in the lineup. Last year, Monsoon by Sterla Gunnarsson, a beautiful documentary about the monsoon season in India. Uh, Deanne Foley with her film, A Double Happiness. There are just so many great comedies. Everything you want, might want to see in a film is available in the Canadian film market. Mm-hmm. Just wanted sure. to jump in and say, yes, I echo that. We have fantastic filmmaking here in this country. And if we could spend more dollars on marketing it as well as films from the States do, people would just see it as a natural course to go out and take in Canadian films. But Priya's right, it is really hard to get people out. And with busy schedules and the advent of technology to watch things at home, it makes it, I think, doubly hard which is where our film festivals and groups like First Weekend Club can really help educate the public about how times have changed and opportunities out there to engage more meaningfully with Canadian film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you look at marketing budgets, if you look at a typical Hollywood film and even a low-budget Hollywood film, their marketing budget is probably more than the entire production budget of the typical Canadian film. So really, the odds are not in our favor in terms of having the finances to get the word out. So we really have to be strategic and thoughtful about other ways to get the word out about film. Mm -hmm. It almost sounds like it's a well-kept secret. It's the best-kept secret. You definitely want to be part of the club that knows the secret of great Canadian film. So it's uh, definitely a well-kept secret, but everybody's welcome to be part of it. Right. And I guess that's what we're offering today is an invitation to to be part of it, to be part of the Grand River Film Festival and to support these films in other ways as well. Priya, one of your newest projects is the launch of Canada Screen's VOD streaming service. Tell me what that is and then why and what can we expect? For sure. First Weekend Club, first of all, I should say the website there is firstweekendclub.ca. Oh, good. You can visit our website to find out what films are playing in theaters wherever you are across the country. Canada Screens was created because some films simply will not make it to theatrical distribution. The theatrical distribution in Canada is a very tough market to crack, and some films just are not going to be able to get to that wide market. So those films still need to be seen. They still deserve to be seen, and Anita decided that she needed to create a way for people to be able to access Canadian films anywhere, anytime. So CanadaScreens.ca is the only VOD service dedicated exclusively to Canadian films. And we have amazing films there. We have incredible celebrity curators. For example, Sarah Pauly, Tatiana Maslany, Jason Priestley, Paul Gross, Michael Dowse. We have amazing lineup of celebrity curators who have picked their own list of films that they recommend that you watch. So this is a place you can go on 
it's a rainy Saturday night, you just don't feel like heading out to the theaters, and you want to mm-hmm. discover some new or older titles that you may not be familiar with, canascreens.ca is where you'll find an amazing variety of films, and you can download them and watch them wherever you are in the comfort of your own home, your pajamas, and your blanket. <laughs> so you're offering both. You're offering First Weekend Club to let people know where they can go to the theater, and canadascreen.ca is where they can go for the pajama <laughs> for the pajama experience. Pajama party. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We have to be responsive to what audiences want and nowadays people want to be able to do and watch whatever they want, whenever they want and however they want to watch it. And you simply mm-hmm. have to be reactive to those desires. And there are many times when I just have to see a film on the big screen with a bunch of friends. Mm-hmm. But there are times when I'm you know, sick and I've got the flu and I want to be entertained at home and I don't want to watch crappy daytime television. So we are able to satisfy both of those desires. Mm -hmm. I was not aware of CanadaScreens.ca, so I am going to uh, check that out for sure. So with that, is there anything else that we should know about CanadaScreens.ca? Well, with both of First Weekend Club and CanadaScreens.ca, if you sign up to be a member you will receive the newsletters on First Weekend Club side that will tell you all of what's happening across the country. So it'll keep you in the loop if you don't have time to visit the website. And mm-hmm. canascreens.ca, well, if you subscribe, we often have some special treats for our members there. So I would recommend that your listeners mm. sign up for canascreens.ca and that you can watch your great films whenever you want to, but you'll also be able to access the special offers that we have exclusively for members. Wow. That sounds very interesting, especially when a lot of the program that we might be getting by satellite. I'm in the country, so we don't have, you know, we don't have access to some of the things that people would have in the city. Certainly, there seems to be less and more and more channels, more and more stuff, and less and less less to to watch. Less to watch, yeah. Seems like it's a very difficult thing to find something to watch sometimes. So what are some of your favorite Canadian films? This is a list that I could take up the entire half hour with, but some of my more recent favorites, The F Word, starring Daniel Radcliffe, definitely one of my favorite romantic comedies of all time, not just my favorite Canadian romantic comedies. So it is one that you must check out. Jeremy Lalonde, I really enjoyed Sex After Kids. Deanne Foley's Double Happiness, again, a real charmer. Cast No Shadow, which was another East Coast film, was an amazing, very artistically shot, beautiful film. Sort of a fairy tale gone bad. A really, really great film. Um, There are so many fantastic films and filmmakers that it's really hard to limit. But Mr. Lazar, which was a few years ago, again, was a fantastic film. In Her Place by Albert Shin. And it's a beautiful, beautiful look at What I love about what so many filmmakers are doing is that they're finding specific stories. And although In Her Place was a story about a Korean protagonist, the story itself is universal. And that's something that I think Canadian filmmakers do extremely well. So there are just, Mm -hmm. the list goes on and on, some fantastic filmmakers. Terrific. I think that we'll stop now for a break and we'll hear more about maybe some of the things that are coming up that we would like to share with the listeners as well. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? What if you could make a far bigger impact than you ever thought possible? 
Charitable giving is often presented as something you do when you're extremely wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and designing your contribution at every step around the issues important to you. Learn how clarity about what is important to you gives every aspect of life new meaning. Tune in to Step Right with Lynn regularly. Welcome back to our show today. This is Step Right with Lynn. I'm Lynn Wedham. I'm your host. We've been talking with our guests Priya Rio and Tamara Locks about the state of Canadian filmmaking and what it means to you. Tamara, would you have any films that you'd like to add to Priya's list of favorites? Oh, it really depends on the day and what my mood is, but I have to <laughs> echo, I really did like the F word. I thought that was great. Um, Sarah Pauly's Stories We Tell was a really strong film that I went into with very little expectations, but I still think about it till today, and it just really uh-huh. resonated with me for some reason. I love comedy, so Don McKellar's The Grand Seduction is a top favorite. Um, Bone Cop, Bad Cop with Colm Fiore and Patrick Huard. Stand out top of list. I love Men with Brooms. Leslie Nielsen is great. Yeah, the list goes on and on. <laughs> yeah, and you know, hopefully your enthusiasm and Priya's enthusiasm will encourage some people to to check these out. Um, we had the first weekend's club website, CanadaScreens.ca, and subscribing to that newsletter so that people can take advantage of special offers and just being in the know about new things that are coming up. Priya, are there some emerging Canadian filmmakers that you've got your eye on right now? Definitely. There are so many people across the country that it's hard to keep track of these people, but when you're at a film festival like TIFF, you know, you see these little gems that are, you know, these people are going to have long careers. Albert Shin, definitely, with his partner, his producing slash directing partner, Igor Jerlika, they have a really unique thing going for them that every two years. One of them will direct a film and the other one will produce it for them. They're a great, really solid filmmaking team and they're producing and directing some really beautiful films about people, like just really small, intimate films about people at a certain point in their lives and just gorgeous filmmaking there. Jeremy Lalonde, again, is just one that I think is a lot of fun. He makes films fun and I think for people who are under the impression that Canadian films are very serious or very art house. If you go to see a Jeremy Lalonde film, I think you will see that we can make you laugh as much as we can make you think. There was a great film at TIFF this year, Fire Song, and the director of that, I think he's going to be one to watch. That's going to be a really interesting film, too. It takes place on a reservation and about a young Aboriginal man who's trying to forge his own path. It's coming-of-age film. And I think people will be very impressed with uh, what comes forth from that filmmaker as well. So there are just lots of filmmakers, great filmmakers across the country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Could ask you both to comment on this topic. Speak a little bit about documentaries as a means of communication, as a way of communicating a message, as a means to promote change. Speak a bit about the power of film. We'll start with you, Priya. Sure. Uh, Wow, that's a great question. I think we could talk about that with fiction films as well as with documentaries. Documentaries just have a different way of approaching how they impact people. So Mm -hmm. with Monsoon, for example, which was just a sumptuous film to watch, I think it transports you into another world, another life, and just lets you see the world through the eyes of those subjects. 
the monsoon, to see that film through the eyes of the different people that were depicted in that film, a young girl with her family sort of trying to stave off the monsoon and just live through it, uh, weather forecasters, and it really just puts you in the shoes of people in parts of the world that you may never have visited, in lifestyles you may never have even known existed. I think it really mm-hmm. opens up your, your minds and your hearts to what people are living through and with every day across the world. Right. So in in that way, you're talking about that fiction film as a way of making people feel what people might be feeling in the case of a natural disaster. So I would think that the next time that I heard about a natural disaster, I might feel a little bit differently than I had before seeing the film. Would you think I that think it might true? give you a little bit it might give you a little bit more of an insight into what that experience is like because you, for example, refer to it as natural disaster. A lot of the people in India view the monsoon as a welcome release from the heat that they're experiencing and it's a real celebration so it's I I think that you've exactly proven what I'm trying to vocalize is that you may have one thought about a particular instance or event and to experience it through somebody else's eyes opens your mind to a completely different point of view and perspective right right in that case you're saying the power of fiction can be just as much as the power of a documentary I'm actually just saying the reverse, that the power of a documentary can be as much as the power of a fiction, because most people look at fiction films as something that's going to either break their heart or make them laugh or scare them, you know, that it will transport Mm -hmm. them to a feeling of some sort. But oftentimes we think of documentaries as just being informative, as just talking Mm -hmm. to us, trying to tell us something and trying to educate us. But it's not only that. And sometimes it might not be that at all. It might just be wanting to open your mind or your heart to a different experience through a real life situation and experience. Mm -hmm. So there's a crossover of entertainment and creative ways to express a message. Would, Would that be accurate? I'd say that's a great way of putting it, yes. Wonderful. And I think that comes across in the way the documentaries are being made now, too. If you think back to, you know, 15, 20 years ago, and especially when you're in school watching documentaries, they were very mm-hmm. informative, more news clippy than anything. But now they're really more about the storyline and the narrative. And I saw that with the Canadian film uh, Hadwin's Judgment at Hot Docs. You know, part of it was an interesting narrative storytelling piece incorporated with present-day interviews. So really changing up the way the films are made and incorporating different filmmaking techniques into the documentary film I think is really interesting. And I'll echo Priya about Monsoon. It is an incredibly beautiful film to watch, and you can get caught up in the visuals of it, let alone the uh, message that it's trying to convey. And I guess, you know, you talk about techniques, and of course, technology has made a great deal of difference as well, right? It's Making a film today is not what it was 10 years, 15 years, 20 years ago. The industry changes so quickly when it comes to technology. We see that even just with our kids and what they use at home, let alone what's happening in the film world where the options are so much greater. Yeah. I remember and I was just going it. to mention that most films were made on film back 15 uh-huh. years ago. Uh, <laughs> and nowadays, that's actually the exception rather than the rule. Yeah. I remember um, one of our directors 
at one of the Grand River Film Festivals. You know, he talked about the first camera he bought and how big it was. <laughs> and, you know, he'd sit it on his shoulder and you had to be a muscle man <laughs> to carry mm-hmm. your, your uh, camera. And then, you know, just a few years later, what he had invested in was passe. And, you know, we'd moved on to all these new ways, the digital and, and all of that, which anyone can relate to just because of what has gone from, you know, a large camera taking still shots even to you know, what we can do on our, our cell phones now, the quality we get has certainly come a long, long way. So what are the main things that you would like to share with our listeners, Priya? What do you really want people to know about Canadian film? I would say the main thing I'd want people to know is that we are on par with filmmaking anywhere in the world. And again, I would just like to say that a lot of people may think that Canadian films are really depressing. Uh, You know, we had this sort of reputation of being very depressing, very art house films that weren't approachable, that weren't accessible, that were too cerebral. That Uh is not true anymore. I think you will find that quality of film, absolutely. But you will find films that will make you scream with laughter, with horror. We're great at genre films. We're great at comedy. And let's not forget that a lot of the biggest comedians in Hollywood have been Canadian. So we do comedy pretty well. Martin Mm -hmm. Short, Catherine O'Hara, John Candy, you know, the list goes on and on. So we do comedy exceptionally well in this country. But we're also doing some really beautiful films, beautiful small films that are really quiet and just about somebody going through one specific thing in their life, whether it's a documentary, whether it's a fiction. There's just a breadth of amazing films in this country. And for anyone, again, who cannot remember the last Canadian film they have seen, I challenge you to go see something in the films or watch something on CanadaScreams.ca, and you will be amazed. Wonderful. You have intrigued me to go check out the websites and watch some Canadian films. Mission accomplished. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes, for sure. Priya, a little bit about film festivals. Why are film festivals still important today? Well, that's where most filmmakers will have the opportunity to have their film screened on a large screen. Again, because theatrical distribution is so tough in this country, if you want to see a great variety of amazing films, you must go to film festivals because they are discovering the new talent. They are also still appreciating the talent that has established itself. It's really where you're going to get the best mix of films, of emerging filmmakers and established filmmakers. Okay. And that is so important. And it's also important for the communities the film festivals are in. It provides an opportunity not only for emerging and established filmmakers, but for our younger filmmakers in the community. With GRIF, we have some different programs in place to support the youth and their film initiatives. It supports, obviously, economic development, local business and tourism. And it also brings, again, that idea of bringing community together, um, stimulating thought and discussion, inspiring community collaboration. And those are all, you know, intangible things, but they're what makes a community so great. And I think a film festival can bring a sense of identity and place to a community as well. Mm-hmm. Good points. Now, I believe that we have put out, if people are not aware of what's going on with Canadian film, and as we've said, it is the best kept secret, I think that we have put out an invitation to a whole new world there. First, with the First Weekend Club website, we've invited them to join there, canadascreens.ca, subscribe, get on the newsletter, 
and be informed of different promotions and things that are going on there. All sounds wonderful, as well as the Grand River Film Festival, grff.ca. That's the place to go. So thank you, Priya, for being with us today. It's been such a pleasure. Wonderful. And Tamara, thanks to both of you for taking the time to be with us today to inform us about the Canadian film industry, give us some real opportunity to experience it, and also to learn about the Grand River Film Festival. So I think it's just wonderful that we have outlined so many ways for people to experience Canadian film. I think it's clear, and I think you've given us something to really be excited about. So again, thank you both for being with us today. Remember, you can always send me an email, lynn at stepright.ca. I'm here to help. If you missed any of the links or websites or anything, please let me know. I will get you hooked up. I'm always here for you know a free 30-minute telephone conversation to get you started on your path to achieving your goals and dreams. That's lynn at stepright.ca, L-Y-N-N at stepright.ca. Give me a shout anytime. I'd love to hear your comments about the show, topics you'd like to hear more about. If you have ideas for show topics, I would just love to hear from you. So remember, this is Lynn Wedham. The show is Step Right with Lynn. Until next time, take the right steps to support yourself, your family, and your community. Bye for now. Thank you for choosing to listen to Step Right with Lynn. We hope you'll join us next time. To learn more about mindful money management, we welcome you to go to soundcloud.com and search Step Right with Lynn. We appreciate your follows, likes, and shares. Until next time, remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself, your family, and your community.